Gentlemen, I hope you're having a wonderful morning. I hope you had a great weekend. And let's press on into the Man Talk Monday today. I'm not going to sully this uh, podcast with any extra, you know, anything at the beginning. Um, just like to say, make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram. All that information is at the end of the podcast. If you'd like to support us financially, we would love it. It would be a blessing. Um, the Lord always will provide for us. He always has provided, and he will continue to provide. Um, and I believe that he's going to create something good here. Um, that being said, if he, if he is telling you that he's going to provide through you, we would certainly welcome that. Thank you to you guys who have been sending me um, emails and books and that kind of thing. It's a tremendous blessing to hear your feedback. Uh, the Lord has blessed me with relationships with you. Finally, thank you to all the men who have made this podcast great. It's not me. Um, it's the men who are sharing with me and pouring into me and helping me grow in grace and knowledge of the Spirit. Um, I point out a couple of them in this podcast, um, but there are so many more who have uh, encouraged me, men who believe in me, believe in the message, um, and are actively chasing our Heavenly Father and willing to help me do the same. Um, so after a word from our sponsor here, we're going to get into the show. I hope that it's a blessing to you, um, and I hope that you have a fantastic week. Gentlemen, take your spiritual life seriously. Go out and pursue the Heavenly Father. Let's get into the show. Today's podcast is sponsored by the Christ for Disciples podcast. I'm Pastor Paul Steinberg, son of a canon, father of five sons. Each weekday on the Christ for Disciples podcast, I apply God's word to raising the next generation. Take 10 minutes each weekday to listen to the Christ for Disciples podcast and get direction and gospel power to disciple the youngest generation. Subscribe to the Christ for Disciples podcast by going to ChristForDisciples.com or searching on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and whatever else. ChristForDisciples.com. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God created us to be. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves and let's get to work. Gentlemen, I'm noticing a trend in men... Uh, that uh, I really find distasteful. I, I don't like it all. Um, there are a lot of men that I love and adore, and they get to be in my inner circle, and, they, and it gets added to daily. I think the best example of that is Mr. Matthew Bound, who very recently was on the podcast here. Um, the moment I met him, man, we're kindred spirits. Um, we will, we'll have a relationship for, for forever, man. It's, it's good. You hear me talk about Nick and Chester all the time. If you're on uh, my best friends in the world, I consider them brothers. I even introduce them to people as my brothers. Um, we are truly one in heart, just the way David and J- and Jonathan were one in heart and one in spirit. Um, there are men like Pastor Novotny and Pastor Steinberg who pour into my life every time they see me. They're they're interested in hearing my struggles, they're interested in hearing my wins, and they're always there to encourage me, uh, to to move me forward. Uh, men like Ed Carroll who <laughs> bring me over for dinner and uh, sit down with me and, and and just spend time talking to me, asking me about life, encouraging me. Uh, men of God who pour into my life and pour into my heart. There's a reason that I've invited them to be on the podcast and a reason I've invited them to be on the show. And frankly, it's because I want to be more like them, because I admire them, because I respect them, because they are men of God. The frustrating thing for me is that there are a whole lot of men in the world today and have always been um, who are nominally Christian. They say that they're Christian men. They talk about being Christians. And I, frankly, I don't doubt that they have saving faith but the last thing they do is act like they are Christian men. 
The last thing they do is act like they've been animated by the Spirit. And the last thing they do is live out any calling that the Lord may have played on their life. You know the guys I'm talking about, the couch potatoes, right? They sit on a couch, they watch TV, they eat chips and, you know, whatever. They talk about things they don't really care about. They eat food they don't even like. They're wasting their lives. And they're letting themselves waste away. And they're pursuing nothing. They're boring. They're bland. They're machines. I think you've got a picture in your mind. About a hundred years ago, Thoreau said, the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. A hundred years before that, Ben Franklin said, most men die in their 20s and are buried until they're 70. It still rings true. Most men live lives of quiet desperation. Most men might have a heartbeat, but they're barely alive. You, can, you know the men I'm talking about. Maybe that man is you. But it drives me insane to see men wasting their lives. There's a parable that, that the Lord tells in the book of Matthew. There's a man, he was walking through a field, and he digs a hole, and he finds a buried treasure. What does he do? Does he bury it and walk away? Does he try and claim the treasure? No. He reburies it. He goes out and sells everything he owns and goes and buys the field. Now he owns the treasure. See, if he had just gone and tried to take the treasure, he'd be accused of stealing. If he just buried it and walked away, he wouldn't be a rich man. It took giving everything up to take hold of that treasure. Or think about a man who is a dealer in pearls, and he finds the perfect pearl. What will he do? Admire it, treasure it, and walk away? No. He'll go and he'll sell everything so he can buy that pearl. The kingdom of heaven is like that pearl. The kingdom of heaven is a treasure. The faith you've been given, the Savior who died for you is like that treasure. He asks you to give up everything and follow him, to walk in his paths of righteousness. This is not a calling for the faint of heart or the weak. This is a big deal. This is a big thing, and it's terrifying. I, I know. <laughs> I agree. It scares the pants off of me sometimes, right, when the Lord lays on your heart something to do. What it takes is selflessness and true humility, seeing myself the way God sees me and understanding the value of my Heavenly Father and understanding the value of my Savior. See, I've been condemned to death. The wages of my sin is death, and not just physical death. The wages of my sin is complete separation from God for all eternity. Death. Dead. No chance at life. But I have a Savior who was my substitute. He lived a perfect life, suffered and died an innocent death for my sake. The Lord makes it clear there must be a blood sacrifice that atones for my sin. Jesus was just that sacrifice. And I must take hold of it. I must take hold of that sacrifice. I must put on that new robe that the Lord has given me in order to have salvation. And you can't do that half-heartedly. You can't half-ass this. My favorite verse of any hymn ever is from a Christmas hymn, O Jesus Christ, your manger is. But the, sad, the last verse, second to last verse, whatever, one of the final verses of the hymn says, The world may hold her wealth and gold, but thou, my heart, keep Christ as thy true treasure. 
To him hold fast until at last a crown be thine and honor in full measure. What a beautiful picture of what Jesus means to me. The world may hold her wealth in gold. Anything that's of value in the world is of no value to me. The world can hold her wealth in gold, but thou, my heart, keep Christ as thy true treasure. To him hold fast, in spite of anything and everything else. To him hold fast, until at last, a crown be thine, in honor, in full measure. Matthew 13 is a great picture of what we must do if we are going to pursue the Heavenly Father. But Philippians 3 Paul talks about something similar. He says, um, whatever I considered profit before, so all the good deeds he did before, remember he was a Pharisee of Pharisees, right? He's the best of the best. There was nobody who was a better Jew than he, than he was. He was the, the Hebrew of Hebrews. He said, whatever I considered profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Even further, he says, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus. And then in verse 13, he says, Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, this salvation. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. He's running a race. He's putting an effort. He's making his faith secure. He's working out his salvation with fear and trembling. In Matthew 11, Jesus says, The kingdom of heaven is forcefully advancing, and forceful men will take hold of it. Faith is a gift. It's a wonderful gift. It's a blessing from God, and it is life-giving. But the measure of a man is not the fact that faith exists. The measure of a Christian man is not the presence of faith, which came from the outside and now lives within. The measure of a Christian man, the measure of a real man, is his how he follows Jesus, how he pursues the Heavenly Father now that he has faith in his heart. That's what drives me crazy when I see men wallowing in sorrow. That's what drives me crazy when I see men wasting their lives. That's what drives me crazy when I see men who are machines. The Lord has given you a gift of life. Go and take hold of it. There's three big things you got to do in order to take hold of it. One, you've got to spend time one-on-one with your Savior. You've got to go spend time one-on-one with your Savior, and that has two parts. It means, first of all, you better be digging into Scripture. And devotions are good. Listen to them. Study the writings of, of great philosophers and great Christian philosophers. Do it all. But you have to spend one-on-one time with your Savior in Scripture. Read the portions of Scripture you've never read before. Read the portions of scripture you've read a thousand times. Dig into scripture every day. Have unbridled time in the, in the word, as, as uh, Mark Paustian says. Dig into the word. Be in the word. Surround yourself with the word. Uh, in Leviticus, they talk about tying it on the door frames and tying it on your foreheads, talking about it with your children as you walk down the path. It should always be there. It should always be with you. The word of God needs to be on your heart and mind always. The second piece of this relationship with the Heavenly Father is prayer. You need to know who God is, and you need to see God as He is. So the first thing you're going to pray is, Lord, let me see you as you are. We have these crazy limiting beliefs. We believe uh, that Jesus is that picture in the front of church, right? That pale, blue-eyed, you know, ghostly-looking Jesus in the front of church. And it's a beautiful picture, and it's an ac- may be an accurate portrait. I don't know. 
But we, we tend to think that this weak human um, is who we're praying to. Or, or we imagine that he's up in the corner of the room, right? Or, or we imagine um, that he's in a cross or, or an artifact somewhere. What we need to do is understand that we are talking to the master of the universe, the omnipotent God, the almighty and everlasting Father. He is the King of kings and he is with us everywhere. He fills the space we're in. He is in everything and with everything and through everything. Every sunrise is a gift from him. The grass under your feet, the couch in your living room, the amplifier you use to play your guitar, it is all a gift from God and you need to see him in all these things. When you see him in all these things, it will change the way you talk to him. He is more powerful than anything you can imagine. He can do anything more than you imagine. He is beyond good and kind. He is beyond powerful and he will listen to your prayer when you talk to him as such. He even says, the more you pray, the more he's going to speak with you, right? The closer my, that came out wrong, you know what I mean? The more, the deeper you get into prayer with him, the closer your relationship is going to be. The closer your relationship is going to be, the more you're going to communicate. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy here. The second thing you're going to do is you're going to go out and you're going to find ways to do good in the world. The Lord has prepared good works in advance for you to do. And Paul says that faith without works is dead. So you're going to go out and be active and do the things that the Lord has prepared you to do. He has prepared you for good works and he has prepared good works for you. And because you love your father and because you want to follow him, you are going to do the good he has prepared for you. The third thing you're going to do is you're going to share. You're going to be that lighthouse standing up on a hill. You're going on a cliff. You're going to be a city on a hill, shining a light to the people. Everyone is going to look to you and say, that is a man of God. There's going to be something different about you. You're going to let your light shine. Paul, again, talks about not living the way the world lives, not conforming to the pattern of this world. Forget the things of this world, guys. Leave them behind. Abandon them. Choose to take up your cross. Forget about the things you had before. Drop them. Leave them behind. Give it up so you can actively pursue your heavenly father. Would you rather have your old treasure or would you rather buy the field and have more treasure than you ever could imagine? Let it go. Let it go and actively pursue your father. Let go of the hurt. Let go of the pain. Let go of the success. Let go of everything that came before your relationship with the Lord started. Forget about the things of this world and pursue your heavenly father. When you do such, you will be a man. You will be a man of God, and the Lord will bless you in ways that you could never comprehend or imagine. Thanks for letting me preach at you for a little bit here. Blessings on your week. I hope that it's good, and I hope that you actively pursue a, a relationship with your heavenly father. He's waiting for you. He wants to know you. He wants to be in fellowship with you. He sees you as a dear child, and he thirsts for you. Go, as a deer pants for water, go and drink deeply of the good word. Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. 
You can find us on social media, on Facebook, under the Gird Up Podcast. And there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.